You are listening to the Madly in Love with Your Life podcast. I am your host, Véronique Carignan, or you can call me Veronica if it's easier. So happy to be with you. Using my background as a psychotherapist and online strategist, I use my skills and experience to help you build an exciting, fulfilling life, business, so that you can be free and spend your time doing what you were actually born to do. How can we be more aligned with our soul purpose? How can we do more inner work to get that self-awareness that makes us stay connected with our essence? How can we give space for the intuition flow and still take massive inspired actions to reach our dream life? How can we balance family, business? These are all subjects that I'm so thrilled to explore with you in this podcast. Welcome to this new podcast episode. Today I'm meeting with Stephanie Osborne. She's an author. She writes beautiful poems. She's also a creative coach. We will talk about business. We talk about how to really... Um, express our authentic truth by writing or by just being creative. We talk about femininity. Um, She's such a beautiful person to discover. I'm really happy to now have new people in my life. We are so similar in many ways, even if we didn't know each other before and we got to learn more about each other during this recording. So it was a beautiful experience for me also to do that. So without um, any more waiting, uh, this is the podcast episode for today. This is going to be such a great time. It's just like a real nice chat, a nice <laughs> talk, discovering each other. And um, before we dive in, I thought it would be nice for anyone who's listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. to understand like how we got to know each other and we don't really know each other very well but Mm. and um I wanted to tell my part of that story and maybe you can tell your part and uh, Mm -hmm. that would be such a nice way to start a podcast do you are you okay with that yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah okay (laughs) all right so um the first thing I saw from you was like a story, I guess, or a post on Instagram where you shared like Prosecco and poetry even. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I want to go there. Like, where is it? Can I have like a place there? And like try- finally to find out it was really way too far from me <laughs> <laughs> and the opposite country from where I live. But I like instantly had a feeling of, wow, there's so something to discover there I don't really know why and what exactly but I felt like really attracted by your energy and your vibe and all that event it really was really inspiring to me and I don't remember who started to write to each other but since then like we had that some discussion and dm on instagram and like slowly trying to learn more about each other Mm. And I'm like really, really happy to have you as my first official guest in my podcast um, mm-hmm. because I'm sure people will definitely feel um, some part of their story in our story too because we are like really two very plain normal people, not in a bad <laughs> way, but like 
<laughs> you know, it's like, and that's what I want to also show in the in the podcast. It's like you can really have a beautiful life with some challenge and everything, but as being really aligned and true to yourself by being a creative person and I feel that you also are representing that very much so I just wanted to put context into why you are here with me today and I'm so pleased and excited that you are with us like really thank you so much oh thank you I feel really honored to be on this podcast and to be having this conversation with you and Thank you for sharing that story as well. I, I didn't know that Prosecco and Poetry was how you actually initially found me because I just remember seeing a notification pop up that you had started following me or perhaps that you liked the Prosecco and Poetry. And for me, it was really exciting because so many of the coaches I follow aren't creative coaches specifically. And so to see that you were specifically, you know, trying to bring more creative energy into the world through your programs and your coaching that was really exciting to connect with someone who was very aligned and shared a similar vision to me mm -hmm. and then of course I just fell into your very gentle um, your gentle energy it's so genuine and uplifting as well and just there's a softness to you as well which I really am drawn to um yeah so it's been such a pleasure to connect with you and I'm so excited for this conversation and for us to get to know each other more and, and share our stories yeah so thank yeah. you so much for having me um, thank you so much and you know just like a small aparte but um like social media I kind of have a love and hate relationship with those and I guess mm -hmm. everybody does <laughs> but sometimes I feel like it's Oh, it's like a never-ending source of taking my time my energy and it's hard. like it's really important for me to have that same relationship with mm -hmm. social media but at the same time I'm like oh my god it gives me like huge opportunities not opportunity like oh because I talked to that person I have like that big contract no but like a real deep uh, occasion to connect and connect with people that are similar to us and that that's amazing and we can really like develop real re authentic relationship with other people with the social media so I'm mm. happy that we are also there to show that this is possible it's not only like negative and be feeling like we need to compare to each other all the time and like this is like the not good part of it but it can be used <laughs> in a very very nice way too absolutely I agree and you know, before I started my business account on Instagram, I really engaged with that platform because you're right, it is, it's quite draining on your energy if you get sucked into, because it's designed to, to keep you on it and using it. Um, yeah, and I never would have imagined that I could have met and connected with so many like-minded people and particularly women who are just out in the world shining their light and trying to empower others to do the same. And I've met so many wonderful women in my local area, but then also getting to connect with you who's halfway around the world is just, yeah, it's actually quite mind blowing and, and really special. So you're right. I too have that love hate relationship, but um, yeah, when you're able to look for the good, and, and what it can give to you 
then it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And tell me, where are you located again? I'm in Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. All right. So, so on the bottom. <laughs> yes. And I'm in Montreal, Canada. So like we are quite <laughs> far away. <laughs> Very. We, we never know. Maybe one day we'll have a chance to take a coffee together somewhere. Like maybe exactly. We can meet in the middle or like in Europe or whatever <laughs> yeah see that would be amazing I would love that <laughs> me too definitely sending that to the universe <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so um I thought like because like people I think in this podcast are starting to know a bit more about my story but you know I'm I'm being like very creative mind and I really believe mm -hmm. that people when we connect more with our inner creativity, we get to feel so much better, so much lighter, so much more aligned also. Mm. And I would, I was very curious to know, because I know you are also like a writing coach, uh, you, you write poems and, but I was curious to know more about like, what do you do, your background, what brought you like to where you are? So I know it's like a very vague question, but I'm sure that <laughs> just that question, we will like go on and talk for like a long time regarding your journey. And that's really interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for asking. So Yeah, my my main passion, and I, I call it the love of my life, is writing. And mm. I've always loved writing. All through school, I would always spend way too long working on those short story assignments and, <laughs> and little <laughs> fiction um, things. But yeah, I guess I, I also have a lot to offer, and I think everybody does creatively. I think there are so many different ways we can express ourselves. So I actually... I would say my first creative, my step into the creative world was in dancing. So I started dancing when I was four years old and I did it all the way through to when I was 13. And then I decided I wanted to focus on school. But um, yeah, I think what I love about dance is that it gives you, for me, it gives me confidence. So when I'm dancing, I lose I'm, I definitely drop out of my mind. I'm in my body. And yeah, it just feels really fun. And it's an energy because you're shifting that in your body through movement. And yeah, that's always been a love of mine. And within the last couple of years, I also learned a little bit of Latin dancing, which is um, more a partner dance. But yeah, I really loved that as well mm. for the passion and um Yeah, just connecting with your body yeah, um, and yeah. expressing yourself through that. Uh, and I, I love what you're saying. And I, I have a question regarding this. Um, you said like you stopped at, thir at 13 years old because you wanted to like focus on school. And I'm, I'm just curious if you had that kind of same situation as I did. But was it because it was also getting very competitive and not as... Mm just being into creativity just for fun but being it for winning something for learning to do it the proper way and did you felt that yes definitely actually that's I yeah I say I stopped because I wanted to focus on school but absolutely there's also that competitive and almost political aspect to um well to any probably any dance school or creative um pursuit but Yeah, it just became too, um, yeah, competitive. And it, it loses almost its magic and its, um, yeah, the joy in it. Yeah. 
exactly because you're doing it to win something yes exactly and you don't do it for your own purpose anymore you do it for the purpose of what other are expecting from you and Mm. I I find that when we grow up we kill that inner joy that that we have so easily and it's hard to fit in something without um, being good at it or without like for example I remember like I did piano when I was younger and I stopped the year that I had to create my own song and I had to like go do it in front of people and they would create it like give me the like a certification okay you can go to the next phase and for me I wasn't doing it for that I was doing it because just for the fun of like letting myself go in the mood of listening to music and playing music but this I understand now with my adult eyes at that time, I was just like, no, I'm sick of it. And I like, I don't want to do it anymore, you know. But now I understand it. And I even tried to start dancing when I was in fifth or sixth grade. Like it had, it was so weird to start to do that. I was with a friend, but we were the two of us with people that were dancing since they were probably five, you know, because that's normally how we do this. And mm-hmm. we were there and we were like not fitting at all. And it was not possible to go dance somewhere just for fun Mm -hmm. without having that show without having to fit with the rest of the group and without and of course we couldn't fit because we didn't have all those years of practice it was impossible and I really remember that feeling me and my my friend at that time she was named Natalie we were both like very disappointed and sad of not being able to express that side and just for fun and we didn't realize exactly what was happening at that time but I still have that feeling and I'm so happy that we are here today to remind people that it's still possible to do this with our adult eyes and everything we can still <laughs> connect with that it's not only reserved to kids it's just that we it's we all have it inside of us but we lose it mm. when we get older but it's we don't yes. really lose it we just have to reconnect with it absolutely oh that's so interesting because I'm now reflecting on experiences through school when you know for for me it was the opposite so I had never been involved in music but if I did show any interest in music I felt I felt almost restricted or blocked because there is that expectation that you begin these creative um, hobbies when you're young. And so it's instilling in us this fear of being a beginner. So as adults, we don't want to be seen as being a beginner or not knowing something. Um, And then also I think there's an aspect of not feeling good enough to, to try. And that's all of the limiting beliefs that are instilled Mm -hmm. as we grow older, um, which in turn yeah diminishes that inner light that really just does want to explore and be curious and express just this every human has that need to express but this modern world has definitely conditioned us to hide it away and you're right it is just about reconnecting with it because I do believe as well that every person is creative every human being is creative in their own way and it's just about channeling that into something that they're drawn to or and it's not even just one thing there you can do anything 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I love totally. that you said that, that reconnecting and also remembering and reawakening. Yeah, yeah definitely. But it's a hard process because we have to mm. let our ego on the side and like we have to deal with our fears. And But yeah, like maybe we can discuss later about like how we can give some advices to people to help them do that. Mm-hmm. But um so if you want to come back to your story, like you were dancing and then school, but then writing was always something that you had a love for it, right? Mm. Yeah, very much. Um, surprisingly, because poetry now is something I really love. I really love it's my, my, what I write mainly and what I read mainly. And through school however it was not (laughs) something I connected with or understood I think also with creativity sometimes as adults we feel we need to understand why we're doing something and though I believe it's always um, important to sort of have an intention of maybe what you're trying to uncover within yourself also when we put too much pressure on making it important I would say in quotation marks Mm -hmm. then yeah we lose again that um that space to be free and to explore but yeah discovering poetry was um sort of once I got out into the adult world in university and started having my own experiences I needed something to yeah, I guess deepen that connection with myself to explore my emotions a bit more. And I am quite an emotional, sensitive person. So having an outlet like poetry, which is quite an emotional uh, form of writing is, yeah, is really meaningful and fulfilling to me. It's such a healing process to Mm. write and to find words or descriptions for your emotions is really fun for me I love finding different ways and fresh ways of expressing emotions or feelings that all of us experience you know on a daily basis it's almost turning the ordinary into something that's exciting because that's true you know even though we think we're living an ordinary life I don't think any of us maybe live an ordinary life it's always unique and special but um yeah to sorry I lost my train of thought there Um, yeah to sort of enhance or elevate our experiences and and what we go through as humans it's almost turning I love like turning the human into something divine and special yeah and and being vulnerable and all of those things (laughs) and have you had experience in writing like a different type of writing or you always knew it was more poems, but you were not sure how to really connect with it. And like, I'm not mm. sure if you understand my question, because for yeah, me, po- poems is, and maybe it's only me, but poems for me, it's sometimes hard to understand, hard to connect with it, because the only like souvenir I have from it is being in high school and like we were mm-hmm. obligated to write poems, but it was not 
like the, the way you say it I'm like oh my god I feel like I want to try like I would love to write a <laughs> poem but the way I've been teached to it's not this at all it's not emotional it's very mm-hmm. theoretical it has to rhyme it has to have count that yes. number of sounds and like the rhythm and it doesn't sound like something that oh I feel I can express myself in this but for you it totally seems that mm. way like how did you manage like to get to that point yeah that's an interesting question and a reflection for me as well because yes again through school uh, the poets and the artists that we studied were a majority um, older men so mm-hmm. work written by older men and of course as an 18 year old woman I couldn't relate or resonate or connect with anything that they were sharing because I had no understanding of their you know of their way of living I suppose and so for me what really drew me to poetry was actually finding writers um, particularly young women or even women throughout history that I really connected with their words and their form of expression and I'm not actually sure how I managed to work through that need to understand because as you said it was always I suppose that approach to poetry in school was theoretical and you had to deconstruct it and analyze it and it had to relate to something going on in society and um, I guess also having a political element sometimes it took an angle on on those sorts of issues whereas for me it was emotional and to do with the heart it was never about the brain and so studying poetry or choosing to go and further my writing or poetry was never something I was interested in because I thought it's not something I need to be taught it's something I'm going to do and my style of writing there was definitely a journey to discovering that with my poetry although I also wrote you know short stories and little novels and I definitely want to still do that as well but your poetry is more of that emotional outlet and I don't stick to any sort of format and don't really believe in in that you know and and Mm. Uh, this poem has to have this many verses and it has to rhyme on every second sentence or yeah I just feel that that's too restrictive don't feel like it needs to have any rules so I just write and sometimes it rhymes on one or two words and then the rest doesn't (laughs) but I love that you know because that's my form of expression Wow, I love how you, how you own that. Like, has it always <laughs> been like that? Like, or was it a process for you to come to a point to say like, you know what, I'm going to teach it myself and I'm going to do it the way I want because this is me, this is who I am and I want this form of art to represent how I see the world, how I want to live my life, how I want to, you know, because it's bigger yeah. than just like, I don't want to fit in poems, like um, theories it's much bigger it's like such a way to affirm yourself and who you are and how who you are and how you want to be in your professional Mm. personal life yeah definitely and 
Oh, I don't actually remember a point where I just decided that, no, I'm going to stand strong in this. I think because writing is something I've always loved from a younger age, I disconnected from that pressure to learn it a certain way that it has to be structured. I think that was why I didn't really enjoy essay writing in school because that was there were too many rules and too many restrictions and I did want to use creative words and some of my teachers really liked that and some of them didn't but um yeah I I can't remember a particular point but it is very freeing when you as I said disconnect from that pressure it to be a certain way and I think that's what discourages so many people from trying something creative because there is a belief they have to learn all of the rules and um, all of the techniques and that it has to be a certain way but that's not the purpose of your creativity. This is so true we see more and more people that call themselves like intuitive artist painter writer or Mm -hmm. and I think it's, I, it's, I'm not saying that we shouldn't study academic. I'm, I'm not saying this. No, not at all. I, I personally, when I see like a painting or when I see like a writing, whatever, it's how it makes me feel. I don't care the, if the person did it, went to that big famous school in Milan, you know, or, you know, it doesn't matter for me the technique that's behind it. It's what's the message that I receive. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, when, and I, because I have this kind of, this same uh, reflection that you had with my painting class, this is more recent for me to do those classes. And it's really nice to see the process that we have those inner battles and we are also um, aware of what other people in the class have in their own minds and they express it. And for example, like someone would say, oh, this is not pretty and this doesn't look like what I thought it would be looking like, but it's all abstract art. So there's not, it's not like supposed to represent something real, like, but, um, but the pressure of like, okay, but I don't know that technique. I don't know how to use this. And what should I do with that kind of uh, painting brush? And we always come back to the tools and trying to fit with using those tools like the proper way and and the fun is when we see all those tools and we're like how can I use them like without knowing how to use them and <laughs> just try to do something and we feel like we are four or five years old again like painting with our fingers and you know doing those crazy things without being afraid of what the outcome will look like mm-hmm. and I feel I find this is so strong and powerful what you're saying in the way you write your poems I mean, this is inspiring, Thank really. You. And uh-huh. I hope that people that hear this and that connect with you understand that this is the message. Mm. I mean, this is, this is life. We should not put ourselves into a box when we don't want to. If mm. it's something that makes feels us good, that's okay. But if it's not, we shouldn't do it because we think we should do it. Absolutely. I think that word should is one that I use too often but we're used to using because there are 
Yeah, I guess these standards we believe we have to meet to be creative or a stereotype sometimes that we have to fit into to be creative. And I definitely don't want to take anything away from people who do want to study poetry, who want to study art. I think that's beautiful. But for me personally, that didn't feel true and that didn't feel aligned with how I wanted to explore my creative creative nature and yeah I think it is just about people coming back within so reconnecting within and what feels right for them Mm -hmm. and some people might feel more free to express by studying and and there are creative mediums where you do have to learn the technique Mm -hmm. but then learning to almost not to detach but to break the rules in some way um, in order to find your own voice and Mm. your own style because I think creative style is of course very unique Um, yeah so not to take anything away from learning the the foundations of each different creative act but no of course but I feel that sometimes it's a big stop to try something it's like Mm. And I just really want to make sure that this block is not there because you don't need to have this to try it. And yeah, and that's the important thing. But I, I me, me too, of course, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that people shouldn't go to these schools, <laughs> of course. But um, all right, so now, so you said like you discovered this more when you were adults. Um, how did you manage because I honestly like I'm learning about you I don't know um is this full-time or do you have another job and how how did you manage or if you did or or are you still maybe trying to do so to include this in your like daily life and maybe without the pressure of having to live from it or I don't exactly no but I I know that it's something that often is very hard when we are creatives because we lose our creativity when we feel like it has to be loved by the people to sell Mm -hmm. and then make money out of it and you know um, Elizabeth Gilbert her, her book Big Magic she says like as much as possible if you can don't put money pressure on your art and on your creativity because mm-hmm. this is when it's very hard to still have fun <laughs> with it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What, 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 where are you like regarding that? Oh, I feel like this is such a big conversation, not just ah, yeah. for myself personally, oh. but for a lot of people. <laughs> and I've had so many discussions with people. And that's something I'm really passionate about because creativity is not something we're taught to prioritize and often it will be at the bottom of the list or not even on the list of things to do in the day and for me I was the same so I went through university and then I went and worked full-time and traveled and all the while I did my writing on the side And it was never something I forced myself to do. It was only something I 
uh, yeah, fell into when I felt the call or the desire to, to write. And it was very therapeutic for me. So I know a lot of people love journaling and I like journaling as well. Um, but I suppose my form of journey. <laughs> Big fan here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I always think of my form of journaling was more of a creative, poetic mm-hmm. um, nature. But yeah, when I, I always had a vision to write a book mm-hmm. and I decided that it was going to be a poetry collection, probably at the end of 2016, which was when I finished university. And I never saw it. I never even almost gave myself permission to believe that I could do it as a career because it was never something that I'd seen around me. And it wasn't something that was offered um, as even being an option. And perhaps I wasn't looking in the right places, but what's directly in front of us was go to university, get a job. And so that's what I did. And yeah, I, I, I did have my vision to write the book. So what I struggled with the most was finding the time and the energy after I've been working all day to then come home and then get into a creative mood. And I'm not sure about you, but for me, I need a lot of time to get in the flow. <laughs> I need... Um, a couple of hours at least to um, to yeah connect with my inner poet and after you've been working you know it does take a lot of your energy and and not only working but then other responsibilities I myself don't have a family but um, you know of my own but you have other things outside of work that you there are responsibilities and commitments and other people as well that you want to give your time and love to. So I think this is a huge topic because so many people just struggle to find the time. And I was really lucky uh, at the beginning of COVID to find a job where I was working with my friend and her family, her family's company Um, And I had shorter hours so I could actually come home and say, this is my writing time and spend a few hours where I hadn't been in a job that was draining my mental energy. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was working with a coach on how to set those energetic boundaries or standards for myself so that I wasn't exerting too much and, you know, more than I needed to in other areas. And I had enough in the tank to come back to what was actually most important to me and most on my heart, which was to write my collection. My mentor, (laughs) my mentor, well, maybe you know about this, but she often explained me the Cinderella syndrome. It's Mm. like, no, you never heard about it. Okay, I'll tell you about this. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel, I'm sure you will relate to that. And as I did also, but you know, sometimes we really, don't give ourselves permission and what we also do the cinderella symptom is like we will be allowed to go to the ball 
only after doing this and this and this and this and this and this, you know, like the, the stepmother, yeah. she gives the test, the test, the test. And if you manage to go, mm, don't enjoy it too much because it's not going to be for long. <laughs> At midnight, you're going back to Cinderella. <laughs> and wow. And we all like inflict this to ourselves, you know, like we, mm. we, and sometimes it's not even the outside, it's us believing that we have to do that you know and sometimes knowing that image like for me it was really powerful because sometimes I would catch myself on the pattern of oh this is so much Cinderella syndrome right now <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if it's relate to relating to what you just said but yeah absolutely and I think you know that need to finish these tasks okay I'll just get this done before I do this and I have to get this done um yeah and almost seeing creating that space for creativity or just for for fun is a luxury it's very indulgent and it's only if you have the time and then as you said in that analogy and you only have a short amount of time to do it because then other things are going to be distracting you and, and calling for your attention. So you, you better be performance, like perform yeah. you, you better perform because it's yes. not going to happen again very soon and you don't know for how long. And so yeah. this is all being in the ego. And when you are being in your true self, I mean, it's not the same vibe. It's not the same energy and it's doing it when it's aligned with your true self and you can't mm. really schedule it in advance all no. the time <laughs> and because sometimes I'm sure it happened to you it was like okay this is my planned moment in the agenda that I am writing but then you, it's yeah. not aligned with your true self you don't feel like writing like and it's mm. so again it's like I have to do it's the should it's the do but it's not the be if I'm just being myself yeah. and for me, it was very liberating um, when I quit the day job of having that fixed schedule and being my own. And it was like a journey to get there. It was like, um, but to be my own boss and every day being able to build my business and my life in a way that I can ask myself, like, who do I want to be today? And what do I want to do? And where do I want to invest more my time and it's never it never ends bit by being like losing my time in front of the tv because for me this is boring you know I'm always yeah. like okay I have different projects and which one I feel it's more aligned and of course if I have deadlines with my clients or whatever I will prioritize mm. but I feel so grateful and in, in abundance just having that choice that I can ask myself every day every week and I feel that maybe for you, maybe for a lot of your clients, or like when you said, like having that other job, you already saw that switch. Mm. And sometimes it's just like one thing that we change that gives an open door to give ourselves permission to do everything else differently. Because I think it all comes down to giving ourselves permission and feeling authorized. Mm. Yeah. And we are so used to seeking that externally uh, permission, you know? Yes. So learning how to give that to ourselves. And you're right, it is a journey because there yes. are, 
ego thoughts and beliefs in front of you that want to keep you safe and protect you, which is so lovely, but also unnecessary in the society that we live in. Yeah, that's so interesting because, yeah, just recently, actually, this is my second week uh, part-time in my business. So I resigned from the job that I was, um, that I shared with you just uh, a couple of weeks ago because I wanted to make more space in my life and sometimes you have to take that step before things will then come in and fall into place so taking a little bit of a leap and that and a risk because yeah not just speaking about me but for others mm -hmm. who who want to create that time and I also think that it's not impossible to do that when you're working full-time. It's just about finding those pockets of time, but also how can you be more creative in what you're already mm -hmm. doing and almost enhancing your experience of your life by taking a more creative approach, even in the way you dress and uh, the way you style your environment. Um, yeah there are so many opportunities for creativity mm. definitely and when we assume it when we say like yeah i'm very creative like let's say you 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 are at your job and they maybe never really know that you i say you it's not like you you but like people <laughs> in general <laughs> they maybe don't even know how, how creative you are and how you could use that in your daily job mm. and that it would be actually improving life and job of everybody in the company yeah. like it's it's funny when we open those doors and when we like open those uh, possibilities in our mind how we start to see opportunity in real life mm. of being able to really embody that creativity and see occasions for being creative that are sometimes very small but so meaningful and fulfilling absolutely Mm, one of my mantras at the moment is to live simply but deeply mm. and I think that creativity really helps us to access that really honing in on something that's seemingly simple and small can actually have such a profound ripple effect on the rest of our life and on the way we show up on the way that we um, care for ourselves and those that we love and our overall purpose on earth yeah really igniting that through just small acts mm. so true yesterday morning I had a meeting with a client and we went to a coffee shop together like and I could walk to get there and I was like what kind of life is that like this is awesome <laughs> I can walk to get a coffee with my client be paid for that and have a great time and you know I was like and it's simple it's very simple mm -hmm. it's not like mm. oh I'm I'm having a big jet and <laughs> it's it doesn't <laughs> have to be like big luxury things sometimes it's small little things but that like you just said makes everything else feels different and mm. I'm very grateful for that and I think that creativity is a way of tapping into that frequency and that energy more often mm, I do as well I agree and as you just so perfectly said 
you know, creativity is actually in the art of creating yourself, of creating your life Mm -hmm. and making those subtle shifts really just starts to open you and crack you so that you can welcome in and almost elevate to that frequency. And you were talking about to a higher self, to a life that feels more true and aligned for you. And for me, purpose and fulfillment and meaning, I think for most humans or all humans is very uh, important. So having that and and building that and, and yeah, just designing your life the way that feels the best for you makes you feel excited. Yeah, mm. definitely. And now, like, you just said that you took, like, a, a leap. Is that how you say that in English? A leap of faith? Is that mm. the expression? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And so how, what do you do now in your business? And how do you feel about that decision that is so recent? But are you excited? Are you nervous and mix of all of this? Or what's going mm. on in your business life? <laughs> Ah, so yeah, definitely a mixture of excitement and nerves. I think, you know, I've done three years of coaching now with as a client with my own coach on working through the limiting beliefs and um, managing the inner critic. So again, it has been a journey to come to this point and, and make this choice. But ultimately, I feel like it's the most empowering decision uh, I could have made and yeah I guess this is my second week working in my home office and yeah I mean the freedom as you said to wake up and choose how you're going to you know how do you want to be today how do I want to show up and it's I suppose it's also a little overwhelming because it's an adjustment I'm not used to having that. I'm used to waking up and being on a schedule and having to be places at a certain time. I'm used to having to sit in the traffic and almost spend my day giving to something that I am, um, that doesn't feel aligned. And it just feels so, like I feel really grateful to have found finally what feels like finally uh, my path mm. because as creative sometimes we we know what we want to do but we feel pressure I would say financially mm-hmm. um, as you were talking about with Elizabeth Gilbert that's another thing not putting pressure on your creativity or holding off that as long as possible because it does need space to breathe and to be and to become and I suppose that would bring me on to why, like what I'm actually doing is and why I started my coaching series for creatives is because I wanted something that could support me and be stable enough so that I could do my other creative work, but also so that I'm almost sharing my gifts in another way, Mm -hmm. helping other people to reawaken and rediscover their own creative power that's the name of my series is creative power and I feel that there is so much power in embodying your creativity and yeah I'm, I'm still in the very beginning stages but I, I do love it mm. I really love it I feel 
it, it feels hard for me to even comprehend that that's what I'm doing now <laughs> because it's been <laughs> a different way for so long oh my god like yeah. <laughs> if people would see you like how you get so um with like stars in your eyes and talk about <laughs> this and you, you, it's so beautiful and you said like it felt really empowering to do that mm -hmm. and I really want like to celebrate this and honor this and I know it takes a lot of courage and and it takes a lot of courage and at the same time it's like everything is renegotiable it's mm. it's like if for any reason you need to go back to work for like one month two months and then again this would not be a failure this is just like part of the mm. journey so but like you try it and now you are like feeling and seeing how life is a new different life that's starting for you and this is amazing like, but I feel also that you were empowered the day you decided to have a coach and let's not mm -hmm. like put this under the radar because your empowerment didn't start when you really because often I feel like we want to celebrate and give a name as success of something big like oh I sold a business or, or I started a business or I did my first million you know like all that we <laughs> see on when we scroll on Instagram and <laughs> But you took a decision to invest in yourself and you believed enough in yourself and you loved yourself enough to say, yes, I'm going to have my own coach and I'm going to do that inner journey, inner work. Mm -hmm. And this is beautiful. Like, let's celebrate this also. Thank you. Thank you for reflecting that to me because... I'm so used to having a coach now that it doesn't seem, yeah, like a leap or like, a, a, I mean, I suppose the, the investment that you're making is that energetic commitment to yourself. And I've always loved personal development. I, I loved reading books about personal growth and, and different methods and different ways of enhancing your quality of life. But having a coach is really something different entirely. You're having someone who's there to support you in a space where you'll also be challenged because growth doesn't come without that challenge mm -hmm. and, a, and a little bit of pushback, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, just to break down some of those, those walls. And um, yeah, thank you for saying that because... I suppose I'm not sure what it's like um, where you live, but having a coach is not something that's um, widely done. I suppose again, it's still seen as a luxury. Yes, um, here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but it's, it's almost like a necessity. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah, so it's still a new concept, but yeah, so valuable, so valuable because the having someone to yeah again reflect things back to you and challenge you uh, where you might not be able to do that for yourself is yeah just a just furthering your growth yeah, yeah. so true like and I think you need to live it to really understand it mm. 
And that's what makes us also being good coach and good mentors. It's not only about like our psychological background or like personal background, but also to have been on the other side of the mm-hmm. chair or the table. I don't know how to say that, but um, I personally like, I'm at a point like I'm, I love to be coach. I love to be mentor. Like, but I, I don't need it to be every day an hour. But let's say I have that project for writing a book. I would love to have like a mentor that I see for my book regarding my book. I have my life mentor. And then maybe for, I don't know, physical, I would love to have my personal trainer also once <laughs> every two weeks, you know, just like to, to have that self-awareness and that person mm. with who with whom you can talk about your evolution without having that um, urgency or scarcity of missing your goal. This is not a point. This is Mm -hmm. just like, I want to evolve and I love doing it with people that are there to support me in that journey Mm -hmm. as I love to Mm -hmm. be there for others also. So I haven't started yet to... I'm not there yet, but I think that in not so long ago, I will have different mentors in, in my life for different part of my personal and professional life. And I'm really looking forward to that because now mm-hmm. I understand more than ever the value of it. Yes. Mm. And the ability of a coach to hold space for you and just you in a world that is very noisy and with people that everybody has their own problems, everybody has their challenges and an internal struggle that they're going through. And so what a coach can offer is that space for you to be held and to be witnessed. And it's so safe and open and I just think that's such a gift for you to be able to give that to yourself and the self-awareness that you mentioned as well. It does take awareness to, to choose that for yourself. And I think it is just taking that first step and making that choice at the beginning and then a whole different world opens up to you. And once you awaken that, you're just going to keep being more awake (laughs) yeah totally that's that's so true and like let's say someone is listening to this podcast and wants to know a little bit more about what kind of coaching you do and because you know of course like we are preaching for like it's good to have (laughs) coach but it has to be a fit it's it's not yeah every and you usually know quite um intuitively I find for myself like I, I, I always have, have found like the good coach at the good moment, but I say always, but that's not true. Actually, I have some experience that finally, but it was experience. So I, it was learning more about mm. what I need, what I want. So it's not bad in either no. way, but yeah. So what, what kind of coaching do you do with your clients and how mm. do you help them to evolve? Yeah, so I work one-to-one with my clients and there's really two sort of um, sides to it. So some clients will come to me with a specific 
project, a specific idea that they really want to start taking action on and bring to life. And so I love working with them. I'm working with a couple of writers at the moment, which again is very aligned and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, my area of expertise. So that feels really good to be helping others with their writing journey because I myself have been on my own writing journey and then others uh, don't have anything specific that they actually want to um, work on in terms of a project or idea they just want to engage more with their creative energy and I think that's really important to uh, clarify because creativity isn't about pursuing a um, project mm-hmm. or again as you said the final outcome mm-hmm. it's not always about that and there are different approaches if you are wanting to actually take action on something um, something I love to work on is balancing the masculine and the feminine so the intuitive with the practical steps that you need to take to finish something but doing that in a really authentic uh yeah intuitive instinctive way and then those who want just to invite more of that playfulness and that joy and that curiosity that creativity can can gift to you uh, those people want to explore that and yeah there's more of an openness there to see where it goes but yeah I love working with both with both Mm -hmm. people and then eventually sometimes it might blend together so (laughs) yeah Definitely. And what about yeah, like your evening uh, prosecco and poetry? Like how how is it? Like what's happening there? Like yeah, it seems so, so fun. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I just really wanted a way to connect with people in person because coaching is mostly through Zoom and online, which is wonderful. But yeah, having a space where you can be in physical with women Um, it's basically a unique take on a woman's circle so I host it in Cornwall Park which is quite a big beautiful old park in the center of Auckland and we just had our second one on Sunday afternoon and set up a picnic blanket and we have some beautiful oracle cards and I have my poetry collection there And we just start with a really beautiful grounding meditation, centering into the space and into the breath and the body. And we then do some connection and intention setting. So what inspired you to be here today and sharing that with the circle and perhaps what you would like to uncover or explore more of or let go of and release here today. And then we do an oracle card pull. And the oracle cards I have are Rumi. Do you know Rumi? He's, a, um, <clears throat> he's an ancient poet. And I was so excited when I found the oracle cards because, oh my gosh, this is so perfect for a poetry sort of circle and to have poetic oracle cards. So uh, I invite the woman to pull a card really intuitively. And instead of looking at the book or finding out what it means um, or what the book says it means, 
it's just an invitation for them to notice, okay, what are the colors? What are the shapes? What feeling do I get from this card? So just activating that intuitive side of them and, and again, interpreting the message that this card has for you without it needing to be something specific. Um, yeah, and then I do a reading from my own poetry collection, Once Were Wounds. And we tried something different this time. I actually had them close their eyes while I did the reading because I wanted them to feel it and really be within their own energy and absorb it how they needed to rather than have just you know have the distractions around them and that was really beautiful and then there's an invitation for their own creative exploration and I gave them about 10-15 minutes go off have a wander and this is your time to write something of your own and it doesn't have to be a poem it doesn't have to be have any sort of structure again just letting them know that it can be whatever they want it to be and I gave them a few prompts for that as well and yeah the the um what they came back with was so beautiful and something that they could take away as well to as a reminder to keep coming back to um the creativity that they can access within themselves at any time wow and that's that's beautiful like I yeah. love how how you because of course it's not like the first event uh kind of group mm. event like that but it's the first time I hear it being explained that way and even the card the way you <laughs> ask for them to look at the card is very creative it's like really connect mm. with your creativity because look at the color shapes uh, look at your emotions and it's really um spiritual creativity in a way I don't know mm. if we can name it like that but and I love how you said that you asked them to close their eyes while you were reading your poetry because mm. for me I felt it's like I don't know if this exists this concept exists but if it doesn't I invite you to look at this because I feel <laughs> it would be so aligned for you but meditative poetry I mean, for me, this is awesome. Like, I would love to discover poetry that way much more, I think, than reading it. Having someone mm -hmm. read me his poem with all the intention and like really embodying the feeling, but from my mm -hmm. inner perspective, not like from outside perspective. I love that idea. I mean, I, it must have been so nice for your woman experiencing this with you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so, so happy that I included it and that it received uh, was received so wonderfully. And one of the things that um, the girls mentioned was that closing their eyes and having it read to them really connected them with their inner child as well. It was really soothing because it almost felt like they were being read a bedtime story. So, you know, everybody's going to uh, take it in a different way. I think that's the beauty of like, closing down your eyes. And as you said, embodying the, um, the feeling of how the words move through you and 
there's no need to attach any meaning to them but I think it also is an opportunity is okay what comes up for you is anything triggered or is there any resonance there and and um, how does this make you feel and what is it trying to to show you I suppose Mm. wow I feel this is so powerful I feel like (laughs) it should be known more (laughs) (laughs) let's get people to discover you and discover that kind of way you give people the chance to connect with their inner truth you know it's as simple as that but using a tool that is very different and for me like um meditating is something because you know I've been in self-development for a long time also and I love this and I always Mm -hmm. like to try something else new um I've been journaling every almost every day for six years now but more doing the morning pages way of Julia Cameron this is my Mm -hmm. way of doing my journal but meditation has always been very hard for me to implement in my life and to really let go and get that feeling and sitting mm-hmm. down and like I've tried headspace I've tried a few applications and it never really worked and recently I've discovered walking meditation this has changed my life like completely <laughs> like really i did not understood that what I needed was to activate my body at the same time as I do that meditation. And now that I've been through walking meditation, I'm more easily able to do it also by sitting meditation. It's I understand more like how to get to that other side of the defense, like <laughs> reality and like another reality. It's kind of weird yeah. to say, but it's like such a weird feeling, but such a nice feeling. Um, so I feel that maybe also, like you just said, being able to read to people your poems and give such a, an atmosphere around this and people are free to decide what they feel, of course, mm. but you give them that space. And this is awesome. This is beautiful. I think um, I'm sure it definitely helps people to reconnect more and more with their creativity, their themselves. And I feel it's a really new way for me, actually, to mm. I would love to try this. Like if you have a record poem <laughs> with meditation music behind, I would love to try this to see how it feels. That's a wonderful idea. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a great idea. I uh did want to create an audiobook and um that's still something that's on my to-do list but because poetry is such a sensual and emotional uh yeah form of writing and also I suppose reading I had the vision of including that the music and the soundscapes and really enveloping people in the emotion that I was expressing or um yeah exploring through my words but it's also yeah important for people to have that space to to make their own um yeah to make their own truth be heard and seen through that I think again that's another beautiful thing about creativity is is when you're looking at artwork or um you're reading something or you're making something observing something um there's that connection to the human being that's on the other side and their ability to by simply expressing themselves 
to make other people feel seen and mm. and heard and um validated maybe is not the right word but just to know that you're not alone and what you're feeling or experiencing like as a collective mm. as humans we do have the same um experience of emotions and yeah there's it's a, it's quite a, a gift to be able to be seen in those moments where you're feeling quite raw and vulnerable and somebody else is sharing that um as well mm. Oh, this is so true. Like this is, we tend to forget that, but we are like all connected to the same power of emotions or I don't know exactly, but that's, this is true. When we go back to the basic, the basic of life, of fulfillment and like having you read a poem, having someone else painting or whatever creative. And, you know, to be creative, it, it can be so many things. Like we keep talking about writing and painting because this is what we do most. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be like something so simple. It can be scrapbooking. It can be the way you cook also, the way you present mm. plates when you serve your family. <laughs> it's being creative is a state of mind that you can react every day in so many daily situations and we all have that power inside of us and um, thanks for reminding this because I felt it was so beautiful the way you explained this so thank you very much and um, I want to also just know like if people want to read you or like do you have a book have you ever published so I self-published. You self-published? Oh my God, how was that journey yeah. for you? <laughs> yeah, that was um, very interesting. I've done a couple of posts on Instagram just sharing why I chose to do that because that's not going to feel right for everybody. But for me personally, uh, because my collection was just so like I felt like it was a piece of myself that I was mm. giving away and uh, releasing. I wanted to have um, autonomy over the whole process. So not just the writing, but how the book actually was physically made. So initially I worked with a book binder uh, who's also in Auckland at the binding studio. And when I found her, I was so excited because she uses traditional book binding tools and methods, you know, from 200 years ago. Wow. And everything is made by hand by her. And I was just so drawn to that. And I really wanted to keep the book and my words as close to me as possible. I wanted the process, <clears throat> excuse me, of creating the book to also be really intimate mm -hmm. and filled with love. And so I had 30 books made with her um, that were all hardcover linen finish. And I had to organize, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to organize that part of it, the binding, but then also um, working with a printer to have the book printed and sent to her and all of these little design elements that I specifically chose to again reflect the nature of the collection and, and almost making it a piece of art uh, physically in mm -hmm. itself sure which I really loved and again that was just another way of furthering my um, 
yeah journey through the writing but also my creative my creativity taking it another step further yeah exactly because you Mm. were already creative by writing this but now you're like let's be creative in the way we offer and we deliver this writing to people yeah I love this and it must Mm. have also have been like um a nice experience for you as more on the business side also like to be implicated in all those steps you learn so Mm. much by doing this definitely again it's just being open to learning those things and even um if that wasn't how I wanted to continue which I I do but um yeah it's just something to another skill set to add and build your confidence because for me that was the very first thing I did as a business (laughs) you know I still didn't even consider myself as a business and my my coach uh, she didn't tell me off but um I shared with her oh no you know this isn't about making money and and she said oh (laughs) you know she caught me up on that because um it is important again and I think this is a whole nother conversation in itself but um to be paid for your creative Mm. work for Mm. the value that you're giving and sharing um that wasn't something I had become comfortable with at that point and you know with the nature of these books being handmade they were very expensive for me to make but I didn't charge people for that to start with and I don't regret that again Mm -hmm. it was just a lesson and a lot of people that bought that first edition were um, family and friends so I was happy to share it with them Um, but yeah I ended up raising the price on that because you know it is a beautiful piece for people to have displayed in their homes not just the emotional journey of the words itself but yeah it it gives so much and then I guess that brings me on to um I wanted to create something that was more affordable um, more accessible to every person so I had a soft cover edition made as well Uh, and my childhood friend she designed the cover and and helped me to she worked actually at a printing place at that time so I worked with her and and had that made but yeah all the possibilities of um just one thing again starting small and simple with the writing can lead to exploring and learning so much more in that in that area Mm. oh yeah you're so right and you had the chance to explore two ways of selling your product and Mm -hmm. like more high price high ticket price because this value is much higher because some people they really care for that that kind they're they're Mm. really they're ready to pay for that because they care of like oh the form of art being inside and outside of that book Mm. and like you said some other people for them it's not important they wouldn't want to invest in that and that's totally fine also but I like the fact that you came to a solution that you can propose your product, but to those two different kind of crowds. So mm. that, that's really nice. And do you, do you uh, ship um, outside of New Zealand? I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a little while to figure that out. But yeah, I do. <laughs> I actually, it was really special. I just posted a book off yesterday to London, um, oh. which was really exciting. and. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do post internationally. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so nice. And do you still have those copies that are like more like a, with the old fashioned cover and 
or are, are you sold out with those? At the moment, I am sold out of those oh. ones, but I do intend to have more created. Um, yeah, at the moment, I am just selling the soft cover, but I sort of have a little bit of a, a list of people who might be interested in getting the hardcover ones. Mm. You can add me on that list. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, that's so special. Yeah, I love oh, sharing yeah. that one with people. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's like a big part of you in it. Like, mm, very, yeah, very much. I feel like that is the essence of me, of the book at that time. Mm. And there's an elegance to it and um, a delicacy as well, just which is really expressed because a lot of the themes of the book are um, of a feminine nature, exploring feminine your feminine essence and your emotions and and your vulnerability so for the book to also feel that you know when you're holding it and when you have it is again just transmuting that energy to whoever's holding it in their hands mm. yes you you've created like a whole experience the same as like when you said like I asked people to close their eyes while they were reading while I was reading the poem Mm. I feel like if I imagine myself like having your book which I will do soon like <laughs> I really I really want to have the whole Stephanie experience like Aww. I don't want to have that like boring cover I'm not <laughs> cover is boring but yeah. like I want the whole thing like I want the feminine thing like having the and knowing that you've created it with like someone local who's doing mm -hmm. the old method and with a lot of love and time and this is nice like this is the story I'm buying yeah exactly and I knew that there would be people who would appreciate that and love that because I myself love knowing the story that goes behind the creation and who's been involved and and yeah there's an intimacy in that so I knew that other people would love that too because I would definitely pay that for for other people's creations. Mm. 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 I see great value in it. Mm. Oh my god, that was such a nice discussion! Like I feel like <laughs> <is> it? Like, <laughs> it's already been like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> we're talking. That that's a long time. But like, do you have? Um, is there something I didn't ask you that you thought you think it would have been important for me to ask you or that you you want to talk about or is, do you have questions for me or is there something you, you think like you have these spots right now the occasion to ask this yeah um I guess something we could both talk about um yes. briefly is maybe just some advice for people who want to dip their toe into mm. their creativity but aren't exactly sure where to start yeah what That's would your advice point. be on that <laughs> <laughs> um well I, I would say that the first thing would be to acknowledge that desire because mm. if you are able to say I know I would like to but blah 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 don't don't focus on the but start with just admitting and giving yourself permission 
to express that desire without focusing on the how. The how mm. will come on time. The how is ego. And like the true self is just honoring and uh, giving space to that emotion, that desire, and to do the first step, the first action. And the first action can be very different from a person to another one. One can be to hire a coach, but someone else, it could be to buy that aquarelle painting at the dollar store and to start experimenting by himself or um, take that dance class or, you know, all, all those steps are very small, but very important and meaningful. Mm. what do you think of that or what would you say to someone also who is listening to this and he's like oh that's beautiful that's easy for them like they they now have clients and they now have she already published a book um i you know it's like, what would you say to someone who is listening and who wants to start mm. i would say that everyone has to be a beginner at some yes. point and everyone is always going to be a beginner in something and again as you said I really think that is so important just that awareness of acknowledging I have that desire to explore and if you can even celebrating that because mm. there is so much that is so exciting that is so exciting that you want to step outside and and I suppose your comfort zone step outside your comfort zone and explore something different but that you feel so drawn to and acknowledging that is yeah the the important first step and as you said it's going to look different for everyone um for one of my clients it was simply when she was beginning her project it was okay go to the store and buy yourself a beautiful sketchbook that mm. you're going to use for this project and I just think every every step is is exciting and, and finding that that balance between what is maybe a little bit nerve-wracking but like ooh, yeah, <laughs> um, is, is sort of the perfect balance because that means you're you're following something that's true and that is beginning to light you up mm -hmm. yeah that like little spark of excitement and like of not yeah. knowing what to expect and like that's yeah. such a nice feeling like I but I personally love um being surprised like I love to not yes. know and like I know it's not everybody that is like that so sometimes for me I tend to maybe even underestimate how courage it takes to do those steps because for me it's like I, I am multi-passionate I love to be a beginner I don't care about being a beginner and like of course sometimes my ego is not really happy about this but <laughs> in general like it's not that hard for me so I have to remind this myself because I, I'm like that now but I, I haven't always been like that and mm. it's not such a long time ago that I was also blocked by that and it's totally possible to go over that fear but mm. confidence comes with actions in my opinion 
like confidence it won't fall on your head from the sky you know it will come (laughs) by you taking action out of your comfort zone but that confidence you develop with that action you took a year ago and then the other year before it's all like a compound effect now that that Mm. confidence is in within me for the next out of my comfort zone step that I will take so it doesn't take that many new confidence because I have that whole package with me but this is Mm. something that we've been building over years but then that being said depending of the step in front of me of course there are some steps that I know that I'm still too afraid to take and that's okay I will be ready when Mm. I will be ready but to really focus like you said on the emotion of feeling exciting excitement Mm. alive it's actually feeling alive alive yes (laughs) that's a word yes Mm. and yeah what I was just thinking of then or what came up for me was um what are you risking by not pursuing this you know because that feeling of excitement that possibility of feeling more alive um more connection what are you risking by you know not pursuing that because the alternative is is again diminishing Mm -hmm. that possibility to experience those things absolutely so are you willing to take that risk is and as well I think um something Brene Brown talks about you know Brene Brown yeah I love love her work (laughs) (laughs) who talks so much about creativity and vulnerability and shame and And shame um, yeah yeah. and all how all of that you know bleeds together um and this is something I was actually just talking to a client about is you know when we're vulnerable there 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 are so many emotions that come up and there is a lot of fear of you know being seen for who we really are but how do you then see that in another person because often we witness vulnerability in another person as being really brave mm-hmm. and being really strong and so taking you know taking a little step back and and um asking yourself what it would look like if a friend was to try something new and if a friend was to start something creative that they hadn't before how would you see that in them you would see that as really oh that is amazing you're so brave that's so exciting but then being able to see that in yourself you know because that's truly what it comes down to is that it is brave and that um it is courageous to to try something new and to be a beginner Mm. that is such a good way of reframing your perspective on Mm. things what would you say to your best friend what would you say to your daughter if she had that situation like would you say the same thing that you say to yourself Mm. like it's crazy how our own inner critics and our negative thoughts are hard on ourselves but we don't have that regarding the people we love Mm. And yeah, that's a really good way also of asking yourself, like, what would you say to a friend? And what do you have to lose by not Mm. trying it? And what do you have to lose by trying it? And because often it comes back to a bit of time and a bit of money. So there's not much to lose. Like, like rationally, not much. It's not like, you know, to to touch with your creativity is not like um, living your job right away and, and, 
mm. like have nothing to live on from for like the next five years there's so many ways like we discussed previously to tap into our inner creativity without feeling that big pressure on our nervous system mm. so what is there to lose really yeah there's more to yeah. lose by not doing it absolutely i i think so too <laughs> <laughs> but of course we're preaching for what oh, we yeah. really believe in <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i feel like i would be like a good time to wrap this podcast um session discussion mm-hmm. um i'm like just like really i want to resume like but i'm really proud of ourselves by doing this because pe- maybe people who are listening don't know but we've never spoke to each other before and i had no idea of your background and you really <laughs> didn't know my background neither so no. it just really took that leap and like went into that discussion by believing that something nice would come out of this Mm. and I want to celebrate this because you know sometimes I also like to be maybe more prepared but sometimes I also really like to go deep in my intuition and trust the process and I really felt with you that just trust the process would be perfect and it was so (laughs) thank you so much for that um and I I honestly I feel like I really would love one day maybe we do something together like I don't know what exactly retreat or whatever but mm-hmm. online something but I feel that this is something we could definitely um create together for like embracing yeah. our creativity and also our femininity because mm. uh, we have touched on that but I feel that it's so deep in your work also and we could even have yeah. another podcast more like we discussed more about creativity today, but I think it would be really nice to have another discussion later, maybe this year regarding our mm-hmm. femininity and how to really embrace it and how to embrace it in our own way. Because sometimes we feel like being feminine, we have to dress up that way. We have to do this or say that or like whatever, but it's not that. <laughs> and you are a good example of this. <laughs> so maybe we could I'm 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 closing this podcast by asking (laughs) would you accept a second invitation to discuss more oh my goodness yes I honestly feel like we could keep talking for another hour I mean we've touched on so many different aspects of creativity and all of them almost deserve their own podcast because there's a whole lot more to to talk about and open up but you're right and thank you for seeing that in me with the aspect of femininity is something I definitely explore particularly through poetry but also just in my daily life and I'm very much a girl's girl I I get along really well with women and I love to um, yeah see their stories of um, empowerment and and see and hear their own journeys like yours and I've loved listening to your previous podcast episodes where you where you share your journey and yeah it's been such I've really loved like loved talking to you today it's been such a pleasure and it's such a beautiful start to my day of really like yes I've got the energy now and I've got the excitement yeah so thank you so much (laughs) 
Oh, well, thank you so, so much. And I'll put in the show notes all the information. If people would like to follow you on Instagram, um, maybe you can just share your Instagram name so mm -hmm. that people can follow now. What is it? Yeah, so it's my name. It's Stephanie Osborne Coaching. Um, yeah, which basically shares my poetry and my coaching. And I also am a netball coach as well, which has such a, um, you know, mirror. It mirrors a lot what I explore in creative coaching as well. Again, just another way, um, a small way, even in sport, how we can mm. awaken a bit of our creativity. Mm. And what sport is that you said? Netball. Netball. So Yeah, so it's, I don't um, know what does that mean. A different form of um, <laughs> it's a different form of I guess basketball would be oh. uh, similar, um, but you can't bounce the ball and you can't move with the ball. It's um, all passing and and strategy and movement and defense and attack and yeah. Wow, Sorry, I, I, didn't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I know I don't know. So ingrained yeah. here in New Zealand, it's like one yes. of our main sports. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I'll I'll Google it to see <laughs> what's in French and do we have this year also? So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do some research. All right. So thank you so much. And um thank you. I'm looking forward to talk to you again soon. Me as well. Thank you so much. <laughs>